mic, fly high, fly high. 24-8 like Bryant. 24-8 like Bryant. We just want our respect. Our organization want their respect. And I want my damn respect too. Max, what's up, my man? Hello, Dr. Bot. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good. It's sad under these circumstances. This is the closest I have felt to a lockdown in a long time. Yeah, so should we get, so we want, obviously we want to talk about the fun stuff, but we should probably talk about the serious stuff first. Should we get right to it? Yeah, let's get to it. So, I mean, I went to the Packer game last Sunday, which in hindsight, extremely dangerous move. <laughs> like, extremely dangerous. Um, I go to work on Monday, and like all of a sudden, like just people start testing positive for COVID. And it's just like, this hasn't really happened in a while where people will come in and like just random people who aren't that sick are testing positive that are vaccinated. And all we have a little group chat with our doctors and we all start like, you know, we're like, what the hell is going on? And in the last five days, COVID has just blown up here in New York City. It went viral, Max. Uh, I mean, I guess that's where the expression comes from. Yeah. But um, so, you know, you know, we'd heard about Omicron. And I mean, you definitely are seeing it in the NBA. You're seeing it in the NFL where they had to move a bunch of games around. Um, one thing I can tell you for certain about Omicron is it's extremely transmissible and it does not care if you're vaccinated. Like you, you can you can still get it. Should you be saying that? Or are you going to get censored on Twitter if you say that or whatever? I mean, I just don't know how. At this point, that's a fact, right? Like, I think I, I think I had ten people I swabbed this week. Nine of the ten were positive. Eight of the nine were vaccinated. Seven of the nine were boosted. So, like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't find end of ten, I guess, but I'm uh, pretty sure. You know? Yeah, it, it's it's a it, it's consistent with some of the other stuff we're hearing. That's pretty vaccine evasive. Now, the most important question, and the one we don't have the answer to yet, is how how serious is the disease? Uh, how serious is the disease when you stratify vaccinated and unvaccinated, right? And, like, we've done this enough times. We've been through enough waves that we all know it takes two weeks for the hospitalizations to catch up to the diagnoses. Like, it just, that's how it works. So you cannot make a statement based on this week about the severity of the disease We'll know that basically after Christmas into the new year. Now, most of the cases I've seen have been pretty mild. Sore throats, um, you know, stuffy noses. One guy, the two sickest people I've had, and this all makes a lot of fucking sense. One was unvaccinated because she has an allergy to the medicine or to the vaccine ingredient. The other one has an immunocompromising condition and is on immunosuppression. And both of them weren't like dying, but they were sicker than the other people. They had fevers, they had chills, they didn't feel that good. So like it kind of makes sense, right? Uh, two, st- two or three studies, I think this week, there was one out of Hong Kong where they basically show that the virus replicates way better in the bronchioles and less, much less in the lungs. So they hypothesize that's why it's like a gajillion times more transmissible because it can get into your airways and your upper respiratory tract and make you cough it and spread it. But maybe maybe that's why it's hopefully not as deadly because if it can't replicate in the lung tissue, it can't really cause that like pneumonia that really tends to mess people up and cause problems with COVID. 
Right. So we're hoping for. And then there was one out of the Imperial College of London this morning, which ugh, was such a that was such a it was such a grab in my opinion. There's a person who was just trying to get published. It's a preprint, but they basically the headline was Omicron. No evidence that Omicron is less serious than Delta, and they compared cases of Omicron to cases of Delta, and they uh, and they you know looked at outcomes and they basically said, well, look, these outcomes are roughly the same. We can't say we're different. Max, you want to get a, take a guess how many of the cases they had that were Delta? Uh, how many? Thousands. Actually, I think it was 3,000. They looked at 3,000 Delta cases. And what, like 15 Omicron cases? Or? 24 Omicron cases. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think <laughs> now it's been a while. 24 cases. So based on 24 Omicron cases and the percent of cases of Omicron and 3,000 cases of Delta and the percent of those 3,000 that were hospitalized, they said that no difference exists. Now, I can't remember my statistics exactly, but I think that's a type 2 error for an underpowered study. When a difference exists, but your study is underpowered, so you cannot find the difference. Um, and it's just fucking irresponsible for them to publish that. Like, that would not get published in any serious science journal when a first or second year medical student could identify the flaw. Um, yeah, I mean, that's you basically just like, I don't know what the lethality of Delta is, right? Uh, it was, but it was probably like, what, 1%? Hospital. Yeah. Like, yeah, that if you just have the chances of having one bad case, all of a sudden, oh, it's the same. It's exactly the same. It's like, what are you talking about? No, that's that's a that's like statistical malpractice. That's garbage. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, that that feels like that that's a that's the 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 medical public health version of an Instagram thirst trap. You're just like <laughs> Instagram stat trap or something. Yeah. The person was clearly just trying to get published. And I mean that's why it's in a preprint. It's not gonna get accepted. Like if it gets accepted, that's that's. I mean, they probably did a bunch of book bullshit. Like you can do small number statistical analysis to try to look at a p value, right. um, but like, I don't know. Let's just yeah, give, it, give it to you. Can't say it's not worse. It's not equal. And the biggest risk that New York is taking at this point, because like, forget it. Like we're fucked over here. If this is if this thing is as bad as as Delta or the original COVID, like New York is fucked. Because like it's it's too late. Like at this point, the cat is out of the bag. It is rip roaring. And I was walking around New York City tonight. There were still people out eating at restaurants, indoors, outdoors, vaccinated, unvaccinated. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter too much if you're vaccinated. Maybe if you're lucky and you're vaccinated, you don't. It won't have as bad of a hospitalization rate, which is also possible if you think about the virus sharing the same structure. Um, so those are the two big ones that I read this week. There's also other ones, you know. That's there are, are also still early studies that show that maybe it's less uh, lethal or lower hospitalization rate or that the booster does provide some significant protection, particularly with hospitalization. So, yeah, I mean, that's the things I think that I so don't get me wrong. Like, as you say, like if this thing is not, it doesn't have to be as lethal as Delta. It could be half as lethal. It sounds like and we're, at this point. Yeah. And we're it just be, if it's like if it's any it's. If it's like close, it's really bad because the, the sheer transmissibility is like, you know, going to get it's really contagious, man. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing about this. They did not underhype the contagiousness of this thing. Right. And so, I mean, I guess the thing that, I mean, look, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, it could be really bad, but I guess the things that give me cautiously optimistic are one that like South Africa, as far as I can tell, where this, yeah. this first discovered is doing reasonably well. Right, yeah. doing fine. Like their case fatality rate fell off a cliff as this thing supplanted Delta for cases, and so that's like 
good because it basically, like I said, like a vaccine is just a shitty version of the disease. So you know, like yeah, no, I mean that's the hope. The good, the hope would be this would be a Christmas miracle where we just vaccinate everyone by letting them have a very mild, though uncomfortable. So my friend, one of my friends, woke up this morning. He had COVID. His sore throat is pretty uncomfortable. Which yeah, sore throats aren't fun to have, but you know, yeah, fine. Yeah, so I mean, it'd be fun. Well, I mean, hey, it'd be. I mean, that would be kind of nuts if that was the end game of this. Is the national immunity people were right all along? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, yeah, we got the herd immunity. You know, we did, we did it. Uh, they're not wrong. Uh, but yeah, especially I know the same. I mean, look, if you look at the case charts in Europe right now, it is uh, they're they're vertical lines. They make you know they look Bitcoin and Dogecoin's pumps look reasonable reasonable growth, right? Like they're if you just look at the case rates, they're horrible, but. Uh, the case fatality rates are also super low, but yeah, United Kingdom, like their cases per capita right now is uh, like higher than the U S has ever been. Like, yeah, I know. I mean, they're, but they're two weeks ahead of us. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm just seeing off the chart numbers here. I, literally the NYC DOH COVID website. That's the one I go to for my, my data numbers. We went from having 3000 cases last Monday to 6,800 cases, 3,500 cases last Tuesday, this Tuesday, we had 8,217 cases in New York City. That's yep. a 2X in, in one week and a 2,000 jump in one day. That's insane, man. And yep. uh, I don't know what the hell is it. When is it? Uh, it's going to be insane, especially with the holidays. So I think, though, people are going to start taking a lot more seriously now quickly. And um, Yeah, so I'm looking at the U.K., by the way. This is the United Kingdom. Yeah. Fun. Uh, what is well, didn't the UK have like some ridiculous number in one day, like 30,000 earlier this week? I texted you. I'm like, did you yeah. see the number? Oh, I'm, I've got the numbers right now. So the UK, like, yeah, they're, they're at um, 62,000 today. Jesus Christ. And so, and let's see, the last, a week ago, it was 47,000. I feel like it's not doing it justice. I feel like yeah. it's, it's, it's a 50%. It's a 50% jump. So back in May, they were at 2,500, and now they're at, yeah, 62,000. So that's 24x from May. This is six months, six months ago. Yeah. Well, we thought we had this thing on its heels. Uh, but yeah, it's anyway, it's, but the, the, the line is a like, like it's a line where, like, I'm someone who literally all day just looks at numbers and looks yeah. at trends, tries to yeah. determine bullshit or real if they're right. And like that, if I saw that number for any other use, like a user behavior, I'd be like, all right, this metric's broken. There's a bug. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a bug. It's <laughs> a bug. <laughs> yeah, no. The wrong kind of bug. So it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty extraordinary. But, you know, the thing, the thing is, is that like, you know, with the other cases with like Delta and the first chain of COVID, it was like the hospital, is the, the, it was like, oh shit, something's happening because yeah. the hospital was getting destroyed. And then it was like, yeah. oh, no, new variant, right? Yeah, but the order, of, order got flipped where we found this variant and no yeah. hospitals that I know of. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm gonna be careful, but I haven't heard of any hospitalizations. Like, not yet. I asked my friends who work in hospitals, how are the COVID cases? They're like, they're still manageable right now. So I think that's, you know, it's still, you got, you got to wait. You got to wait. But yeah, the issue is that like, next Friday we'll have a better sense, you know? And the other thing is like this, this thing, basically, if you're a vulnerable person, this thing's finding, well, if you're a person, this thing is finding you. It's finding you. Yeah. I mean, dogs, cats, if you're an organism, this is like, I don't know what the hell is going on. It's just, I mean, this you know is what it is? I think it's so mild that a lot of people don't, it, this must thing must be have like asymptomatic spread must be its major move. 
Yeah. Because it must be so mild that people don't even think there's something wrong with them. And then it just, but it gets evades the vaccine, which maybe, it, you know, most of the time diseases that there's a virulence versus deadliness relationship. And usually things that are really virulent like this are less deadly because people don't feel like they have symptoms. They go on and keep living their lives. You know? Yeah. So I guess, I mean, so I guess the good news is like, hey, so far, like, look, if you said, hey, this we're going to have a ton of cases, but don't worry, we're not going to have tons of hospitalizations at the hospital. Like, well, the medical system's going to work. This won't, this shouldn't, it won't change anyone's lives. Like, you know. Yeah, you then know. we can all go, if this was, I mean, this is what normally these viral illnesses are like every winter. It's cough and cold season. People get coughs and colds. We used to just go about our lives with this kind of shit, you know? Yeah, I used to go to work with a cold, right? Yeah. And you were considered like a you were considered like a, a real a warrior for working with the illness, you know? Yeah, so it's a um, yeah for for the kids out there back in our day. If you yeah. had a cold, you still went to school. You yeah. shut up and you did your damn homework and you rolled up to school. Uh, they didn't cancel finals. <laughs> yeah, so I wonder. I mean, the thing is, is like, I mean, at some point there is like a we all agree. Like at some point we can't just oh, there's a disease. We have to shut everything down. Yeah. If it's like a, if it's a super mild disease, I guess the thing is we don't know if it's super mild yet. Yeah, exactly. And also, and, like, yeah. And, and you know, it, that's the thing. Like, and there's also a psychological change that has to occur, right? Where, you know, you get used to thinking of like COVID, okay, get vaccinated. This thing has a high, uh, you know, a much higher dead mortality rate than previous things. And now it's the disease with the same name. I would question, is it even the same? Is this COVID-19 max or are we now on COVID-21? You know what I mean? Is this, is could you still call the the South African variant if it has a completely different spike protein and is un, is not detected by the vaccine? Would we still call that the same virus, or would it be COVID twenty one? I mean, you know what I mean, man. But I, I've heard that this the, the the thing that caught my eye about this is they said there were thirty mutations. I yeah, like sixty eight mutations or something. At what point is it the same one, or at what point is it a different one? Is what I wanted to know. I don't know. I'll ask. I'll ask. I'll ask the the medical people that. See what they say. So yeah, I guess okay. So I think the thing is like, look, this thing's very contagious. Good chances that if you're huddling inside with a group of people, you know, like which we're all gonna get it. Not one person. You're all gonna get it. Fuck it. Forget it. Yeah, which makes me like shit. So should we just order like should we DoorDash from should we just Postmates Trader Joe's from now on? Like don't even go to Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. Which like, is really something deep. It's Kringle season at Trader Joe's. Have you ever had the Kringle? No, but I gotta gotta try. It. Oh my god, get the fucking Kringle! It is like, but it's an amazing dessert. Uh, it's like seven or eight dollars, and it's anyway. I've got three pounds, extra pounds because of that Kringle, and I regret nothing. But uh, and it sucks because we live a block from a Trader Joe's, so I, I can just be like, Ooh. you know what? I'm gonna go get a Kringle, and I'll walk across the street and I get a Kringle, Ooh. and I eat that for like two days, and it's great and it's fantastic. Um, so that's too bad, but I might have to postpone Kringle season, or I might have to end Kringle season early because uh, yeah, this thing. I've been delivered, uh, and like you know, even all, like some of the silly social distancing stuff. If you really didn't want to get this one, you might really have to do it, uh, just because like you might really have to do it to avoid getting this one because I don't know, it just it's so mild. There's it's just it's so much more transmissible is the only way I can explain it. Like. Because the people that had been coming to me for the months being like, oh, yeah, we were at this thing. There was a COVID exposure. There were, and with the original COVID, I had couples that lived together where one person had COVID and the other person didn't. Like right. you could be living with someone who had COVID indoors, locked down and not get it. 
I do not see in any way that happening here. The people I've had is like they were at a work party and, and one person tested positive and everyone had to go get tested. No symptoms, tested positive for COVID. Had to cancel his honeymoon just to Africa of all places. It's like that sucks, man. You know, like. Yeah. So I, I think anyway, it it sounds like, hey, we just got to wait a couple of weeks. But yeah. there's cause for concern, but there's also cause for optimism. And it's yeah. just yeah. the only thing that's going to change, tipped us to optimism over concern is time. And yeah. think adults. And, uh, you know, there is, a, there is a positive side to this, Max. One, or my favorite thing, is that we will now have NFL football Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, Max. Yeah. That and, is pretty uh, great. That is, a, that is a lovely – that's like how they accidentally found champagne when they were experimenting with white wine. And it was like, oh, look at the silver lining. And you create this new delicious alcohol. It's like, hey, daily football. Sign me up. I love it. A, a true blessing. Um, and, Max, I don't know if you knew this, but I was keeping track. We are up $160 on our $500 picks. I refuse to believe that because I feel like every everything I said was wrong. I feel no, like- no. I, I re-listened to the pod. Before we started this, I re-listened to it, and I wrote the things down, and I used the odds, the standard odds. So <clears throat> what we had had, we had had the Seahawks and the – what was it? The Falcons. It was a Birds two-team teaser. They both hit. They both won, the Falcons and the Seahawks. We had teased them up, the Falcons up to eight, the South, the Seahawks down to three. And then, so that was $100. We had the Titans and the Bengals, who both covered theirs, their uh, their teaser. We had teased them up past seven. We had had the Buccaneers minus three and a half versus the Bills, which covered. We had had the Falcons money line, which hit plus 120. With the bets we lost were Bengals money line. We lost the Jets, Ravens two team part teaser, two team underdog parlay. And we had lost the Raiders. The Raiders we got crushed on. I should have listened to you on that one. You tried to talk me out of the Raiders plus 10. And I just was just really I did not I thought I was hyping it. No, I thought you were well on the recording you said, I don't know about that. I don't think I can I could I could uh Put money on the Raiders. Yeah, I think the issues are one. There's something about Patrick Mahomes just sees, you know, sees red with the Raiders. Like, I don't know. He just is like, <laughs> like his two best performances of the season, as far as I can tell, came against the Raiders. Also, the Raiders just look like they're totally ready. If someone's like, hey, by the way, you guys just want to end the season, like today, they'd be like, yes, let's just. Dude, did you see that? Did you, I, love that the, the, I saw this ESPN scroll just now where it's like the Raiders are really pissed that their game got moved against the Browns from Saturday to Tuesday. And their argument was, we thought if a team has a COVID outbreak, it's a forfeit and we win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, they like, yeah, they just, they like rather forfeit. Uh, no, no, it's, yeah, they, I don't know. They, they, they just see, there seems like there are some teams that have totally like all, so there were those four big spreads and I was like, Hey, I don't know. And all the, all the teams that were supposed to cover was like questionable. It was like chargers covering chiefs covering, uh seahawks covering and there's another one right and my and you know at first i was like well you're asking these like sketchy teams yeah there's a sketchy team playing a sketchy team but you're asking this sketchy team to win by eight to ten like how is that going to happen but i think i think i forgot is like oh yeah some teams are done some teams are just giving up like they're ready to you know they're not going to fight for a game like if they can win a game they'll steal it but like if they're like ah we're fine losing by 15 whatever we just we don't want to get injured we want to go home and there's yeah. clearly we're clearly in the we're, – we're ready for the season to be over territory. 
I mean, the most interesting things to me were that Ravens-Brown game. The Ravens, that was a miracle cover. Uh, yeah. Lamar Jackson went out with that sprained ankle. Uh, the Titans whooped the Jags. The Raiders whooped the Chiefs. Saints whooped the Jets. The Cowboys, uh, God damn it, Washington football team game. Uh, did you watch that one? No, but I heard it was a crazy how the Cowboys almost let him back in. Dude, yeah, the, the Cowboys went up like, what was it? I have it right here. 24 nothing at half. And the, the football team almost came back on him. They got all the way down to 20 to 27 before finally they crapped out. I think Heineke got hurt in that game. And, uh, Brad Allen or something, something Allen played and had to come back. But the rest, this was a talky weekend. Brent, Brent was the same, Kyle Allen. Was it Kyle, Kyle Allen? Allen. Kyle yes. Allen. There were like three Allens at quarterback Josh, last year. Brad, Kyle, it's too, too confusing, man. Yeah, yeah. And they They're have all- like the most, they have the most generic names. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, if you have the, if your last name's Allen, your first name should be something like different, you know? Yeah, I guess not. You know, they just, yeah, the parents phoned it in. Like Kyle works, Kyle works, Kyle Allen. There we go. Nothing wrong with that name. And then you know the Bills Bucks game was amazing, Uh, and as was the Niners Bengals game, and then the Packers Bears game, which was surprisingly entertaining. I thought it was entertaining. I never thought we had a chance the whole time. Even when we were up ten, I was like, doesn't matter. I actually, I literally turned. So there was a point. I think it was in the after the first quarter or after the second quarter. We were down by like seven or ten. And I'm and I turned to everyone in the section, like the section we were a little bit like nervous. I'm like, no, this is good. It's so much better to beat the Bears when they have a lead first. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> well, and we all kind of nodded in agreement. We're like, yeah, you're right. It's always better this way. So this there were so many things that were classic Bears, Packers, which is first, somehow we just all our special teams is always like so much better than yours. Like the difference between Aaron Rodgers and a Bears quarterback is almost as big, is still bigger, but not much bigger than the difference between Bears special teams and Packers special teams. I was like, like we go down and score a touchdown and then we kick the ball off to you and the guy would just run the ball for a touchdown and then be like, all right, so we're doing this again. Then we would go down and score and we kick the ball to you and you, you, you we literally, every time you guys got kicked to on special teams, you either scored a touchdown or returned it into Packers territory. Yeah, it was a. I, I was literally there was one point where we got to like half field, and I was like, honestly, at this point, it's probably better for us to just take our chances on a punt and hope that the Packers like muff it or something because their special teams are so trash. So I have no confidence in our offense to actually sustain this. And I feel and like that muff punt. I honestly think that muff punt that the ref called like a penalty for the Packers was kind of it was it was, it was, it was a bad call, but it didn't really matter. Like it was funny because like that first half, except for Fields is pick six. Yeah, so it was bad, but like. Everything else, like what is good for the Bears is it could have gone. And we kicked the ball to you guys and we're up six. And I turned to my – I was watching it actually with my other Packers friend, Zach. And I was <laughs> like, it's amazing how that court, that half went about as well as I could have hoped. And I, I'm very confident that we're going to be down after the end of this drive. And sure enough, you guys had a touchdown. And then you're up one. And then I think it was the next drive was when we had some kind of turnover. There was some kind of turnover, I think. I, I think it was the next drive. But there's something where we turned it over on our own territory. And I'm like, man, this just feels like a first score. You're just going to score a touchdown right here on the first play because you got yeah. under 25. And then sure enough, that was like Rodgers just threw the touchdown to Aaron Jones. And I was like, all right. Um, that was a beautiful yeah. play, man. Yeah. You know, so two or three observations that I have. is First of all, Lambeau Field is fucking awesome to attend a game. That was my first game there, but a night game in Lambo is insane, man, because people are just have been drinking all day and yeah. they are just liquored up and like, just 
it almost has that college football atmosphere where people are just yelling the whole game. Uh, it was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and two, man, the Packers offense is really cool in that, like, I get what they're doing on most plays. It's not like a Madden offense. It's almost like every play has maybe one or two options and everyone else is actually like a decoy in the play. Like they, they run a play where literally I'm pretty sure what they're doing is they're taking the outside receiver and they're having him run an in route. And the other two guys on that side are just supposed to run deep and then start blocking their guy once the guy catches it. And that's the play. And then they have a version of that play where everyone moves to the right and the uh, and the linemen roll to the right and Aaron Jones leaks out to the left and Rodgers throws it to him. And that was that touchdown play. And if you watch it from that perspective, you start to realize like, oh, like they their offense is 11 people all moving in one direction to get the ball to like one or two guys. It's not like that Mike McCarthy offense. Uh, and it was very different. And it, was inter- and it uses a lot of laterality like moving and switching. So it was fun to watch in real life. Um, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't been, I only time I went to Lambeau field, I think I was 14 years old, but it was a very interesting experience because it's like, you're in a residential suburb and then all of a sudden there's a football stadium. Yep. 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 What, what is happening? Uh, it's, I'm sure the only other experience like it is like those random places in Texas where like you have those rural high schools that have like nothing but a sick football stadium for their high school. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the only football stadium I've ever been. That's definitely not in a major city. It's like just in a, I don't know. It's like in a, it's in a suburb. It's in a spaced out town, not even a college town, uh, but it makes it fun. It makes it kind of a trip to go. I've seen the Packers and the bears. This is the third time I've seen the Packers play the bears. The other two times are both in, in soldier field. Uh, so yeah. it was, it was an interesting uh, matchup. I gotta say. Yeah. For as, as the listeners probably know, I'm from the Midwest and I'm just going to say Midwesterners, like when it comes to drinking, there's kind of a phrase like we're not alcoholics, we're professionals. And Sonny's are definitely an extreme version of that. And yeah, I can only imagine how rowdy all those dudes are. Cause that's like literally like for a lot of people in Wisconsin, that's like a top like five day of the year. Yeah. Day when they get to whoop the shit out of the bears. <laughs> <laughs> that's like literally it's like Christmas, uh, 4th of July, Easter, my birthday bears at Packers at home versus the bears. Like it's, I'm sure there's many, it's like a top 10, like they circle on their calendar and they're, they're living for that day and you know, good for them. Assholes. No, it was definitely, it's definitely like an entire event for sure. So, I mean, I was really glad I went, but, uh, all right, Max, you want, let's get talking. Let's talk about the game this week. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Give me one second. Should we just do a quick recap of the, that chargers, that chargers chiefs game, which was, Oh my like, god, it was insane, right? I really don't know. I mean, it's it is amazing. Like I've always I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's amazing how football teams have consistent personalities despite the personnel completely changing. True. And it's just like the char- I don't care what decade it is. I, like whatever I'm watching the Chargers or Vikings, it's like the same team. It's like, <laughs> wow, look at all this talent at the skill positions. Look at how you guys can move the ball and put up points. And look at your ability to all of a sudden suddenly self-destruct for no reason. And that's kind of what happened. It was incredible. Like that charge de- – that defense was playing really well. And then they're like, oh, but we're su- – I think they were just like – it was like some switch flipped in their head. And they're like, oh, we're supposed to lose to Patrick Mahomes. Well, we should do that. And then they just gave the game away. And it was like – I don't know if it was in doubt. Dude, I guess the biggest part of that game, though, was the, the analytics – the analytic braced approach by the, the Chargers coach. They went for it on fourth down, like, what was it, three, four times? 
I don't know. Yeah, feel that feels right. Yeah, it was just it was very interesting to me because I mean, on my Twitter, my NFL Twitter feed is like very pro analytics, and then Joe Buck and Aikman were just criticizing them every time. I mean, they were in the they were in the fourth. They went for it within ten yards of the goal line in the opening drive, and two other times in the first quarter, giving up nine points that probably would have made the difference in the game. Of course, the Chiefs also kind of did the same thing, so who knows how it would have ended up. But um, that game was surprising, man. I don't remember that. I'm not. Are you in on the Chiefs after that game? I still have some questions about them. I still have questions. By the way, just really quick, it's I just looked it up. the The guy who got injured, Donald Parham, sounds like everything's yeah, he's, he's doing good. He's okay. So, uh, but yeah, that was scary. Whenever they lock up like that, like Javid, that was scary. But I'm glad to hear he's okay. Yeah, man. That was like, yeah, that could have been really bad. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, first of all, I was like, I was looking at that game. I was looking at the records and I see that it's like, oh, so if the Chargers win this game, they're going to be number one in the AFC West. All right, well, they're losing this game then, you know? But I literally never thought the Chargers were going to win that game. And like, yeah, I was, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I was a little nervous for a little bit. I, I had the Chiefs and the money line or the Chiefs and the over. So I was a little nervous because whenever there's money on it, you know, you're a little bit more nervous. True. But, uh, True. Very fair. Yeah. If I had money online, I'm probably feeling different. Be like, because it's annoying when you're like, oh, like, am I really worried about the Chargers and Justin Herbert beating Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? And then that's happening. And you're like, why is this happening to me? Like, really? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I'm happy for Herbert. Like, the dude has a cannon. Like, he had a, he had a couple throws that we were texting about that one touchdown throw where he just zipped it to Allen. Yeah. Like, Man, that was just fucking sick. He's like Dan Marino, dude. He he really reminds me of Dan Marino, like the highlight to see of Dan Marino. Uh, I mean, the, the I texted you at one point. Do the Chargers have the best quarterback in the AFC West? Um, and the, especially when when Mahomes and that fourth and one where Mahomes just like couldn't grab the ball by the laces and threw it into the ground. Yeah, Mahomes is like it's just weird. He's it's I'm like telling the, you, Matt. The stats are there, like sometimes, but the eye test. He's yeah. just the eye test. They're just like, what's oh, going it's on? It's the new father thing, dude. New father thing. He's not sleeping well. Yeah, it's that, or it's that, or his brother's just giving him caught. Like, I guess his brother has a weird Instagram. There's like, oh some, yeah, there's a, a, weird, a lot of controversy about him, like complaining about a restaurant or something. I saw. Yeah, so I don't. There's something weird. Like, I, I it just feels like it just feels like one of those things where we're gonna learn what actually is going on in three years and go, oh, that. That's what happened because this has been like the biggest mystery of the NFL season. And, like what, what is going? Like Patrick Mahomes will just step out there and he looks like a rookie who's like never played football before or never. This is his first game. Don't look crisp, man. They don't look like. I mean, they look like a team that's been to the Super Bowl two years in a row, and they kind of, you know, it's like when the Lakers went to it. Any team that's trying to repeat that third one in the run is like a little bit not as sharp, you know. Yeah, it's also like it's not just. I mean, to be fair to Mahomes, it's not just him. It's like Kelsey is like good for one. Dropping balls left and right, though. That that the touchdown run by Kelsey was basically Kelsey, I think, who scored at the end. Yeah, in overtime, even though he didn't really get the score, Um, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, he. It's well, it's weird because he just. I don't get because he just looks like he's he look. I mean, he looks slow to me, but then like he just weirdly like makes these moves and he's like. You know, it's him and I guess it's him and George Kittle are the two best tight ends in the league. Yeah. This point. I mean, Kelsey, a step slow is still two steps faster than anyone else, right? My favorite guy is Tyreek Hill, man. Tyreek Hill's a fucking stud. Yeah, he's Ooh, awesome. His the other night were amazing. Like, remember the one where he started in the slot and he kind of ran out towards the sideline 
and the cornerback was all over him and, and definitely pass interfered him, but he still caught the ball. Yeah. That was super impressive, man. I was like, dude, that's a big grown man move. So, so okay, so when that Parham dude, when he had that scary injury, mm-hmm. I was watching the game with my wife, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, this is so horrible. She turns to me, he's like, how can you watch this? And I kind of didn't have an excuse. And, you know, yeah. I, was like, I felt kind of bad. And I was like, man, I do feel a little shitty. You know, I felt bad. And then Tyreek Hill had like a sick play. And I was like, this is why I watched it. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Like, Tyreek, which I don't know. I mean, Tyreek Hill sounds like he obviously has like the off-field issues. So I'm not trying, but like. Maybe I'm a bad person for that, but he literally like cured me of my football anxiety in like three seconds. I was like, all right, I'm back in. I'm, I'm over it. Like, but I, had the, I had the weirdest reaction to the par and play. I saw it happen and I'm like, oh, he dropped it. And then I was like, oh, and now he like is clearly trying to pretend like he has some brain damage and that's, and he knows like by keeping his arms up like that, people are going to get really concerned. That was my first thought. I'm like, he's faking it. This can't be real. And then I was like, oh crap, man, he's fucking knocked out. Um, he's going to be okay, but he shouldn't play for like four four weeks at least. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would say like you, you, he should just not play for the rest of the season. I would say because like, dude, just this this is not like you know like Chargers do right by him, give him his full paycheck. Like yeah. this is this is literally like risking. Yeah, he, if he has a concussion, it would really mess him up. Yeah, I, I really, I, I would, I, I, yeah, I think. Look, like obviously you want to win, you want to be competitive, but you know, like I hope the dude doesn't have to play the rest, like. Uh-huh. Is a hundred percent totally okay, ready to go. You know, gets thoroughly checked out because this is like, I mean, yeah, it seems it seemed really bad. Yeah, I mean, it was weird though. I mean, this goes back to like these weird head injuries because like the hit he did he was he didn't get hit. He just he smacked his head on the ground, well, but like you know, it was yeah. horrible, right? It was a whiplash injury. It was a coup yeah. contra coup type of deal where you you know forward back that can cause a lot of problems. Um, all yeah. right, Max, let's, let's go move on to let's move on to brighter topics. Let's talk about the games this week. And we'll go through them again, and then we'll, we'll try to decide which ones we want to put into our $500 picks, all right? So, yes. first up, and this is a this is probably the game of the week, in my opinion. Patriots at Colts, Saturday special. One of the few games where nobody seems to have COVID, knock on wood, at 8.15 p.m. The line in this one is Indianapolis minus 2.5. Importantly, Max, the over-under is 45.5. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that um, because, I mean, these are – I think, yeah, New England has a really good defense. I guess in the Colts, yeah, these are two top ten defenses by DVOA. And so, I guess is that – wait, is that a high line or a low line? I feel like that's a – It's an in-between line. It, there are several key numbers in the 40s. 44, 46 is another one, 48 is another one, 51, 50 three or 54 and 37. Those are the key numbers that I can recall off the top of my head. Uh, so it's in the between. But Max, I'm going to argue that, and this line opened at 44. I think the over is actually more likely to hit in this game. And the reason why is are threefold. One, this game's on turf. So it's indoors on turf, which always leads to more points in my opinion. Two, the Patriots actually, I don't think their run defense is as good as advertised. Uh, if you remember the Titans ran all over them, um and Titans hung 300 yards. yeah Titans hung 300 yards on them yeah and the Colts have the best rushing deep, uh, run, one of the best rushing offenses in football so I think the Colts are going to be able to move the ball on them either that way or the Patriots are going to have to stack the box to stop the run and then the Colts are going to be able to pass the ball over the top 
At the same time, like I don't, I think this Patriots offense is pretty good. You know, Mac Jones takes what he's given, what they give him, and Belichick is creative. So I think this could be a, I think this is a pretty good line number because I could see this being a 24-21 game and it hitting 45. So right under the number, I took it at 44 because I think 21-24 is a very likely outcome in this game. It could be, go over that though, even. Um, and the last reason why is. Frank Reich and Bill Belichick, the last time I remember them coaching against each other was in the Super Bowl, right? When it was the Eagles-Patriots? Yeah, I've I've heard there's something where Frank Reich weirdly plays Belichick well. Yeah, I think he gets Belichick. I think they both know how to score on each other. And so that's why I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Because the Super Bowl was an insanely high-scoring game. Yeah, he's the OC for that Eagles team. Yeah. So I think there's there's something there. So, you know, and I might take the Colts in this one. Apparently, the, the public is all over the Patriots. We, I'm, I'm guessing your instinct would be to take the Patriots. Yeah, I'm just looking at 538. So I'm looking at the 538 model, and they're, I mean, it's an important game for both teams because one. Yeah, both teams need to win. For the Patriots, this is first round by implications. So I think basically, if they win this, 60, like 538 estimates 60% chance of first round by. If they lose this, 20% chance. Yep. So, and that buy is very important, right? Uh, so that's a huge game for them. But then for the Colts, I mean, the reason why is they, you know, something like they have a 90% chance to make the playoffs if they win this game. While if they lose this, that submarines to like 50%. So it's like, Basically, it's a forty. Both of them, it's a forty percent chance for the Patriots. It's first round by or not. Colts is even just making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I mean, I'm looking at five thirty eight's model. They're calling this a pick 'em, and uh, I don't know. It's hard to pick against this Patriots team that's been winning. You know, not. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. Nothing really jumps out of me. I'd probably. I don't really have a strong feeling. So I'm going to take the over, and I think I'm going to. I'm going to dabble on the Colts. So for this one, for I'm gonna put some of our money on our under our five hundred dollar picks on this one. I'm gonna put eighty dollars on the over, and I'm gonna I probably will put. Well, I'll just write this one down for now as one of the possible games. But I think I'm gonna go eighty twenty with eighty on the over and twenty on the on the number. All right, all right. Wait, wait, Next, wait, wait. What did you say? Twenty on the number was that twenty on the line? Like twenty on the on the Colts minus two and a half. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, so basically you're you're. You're betting on the Coles rush offense. Yeah. And they did to the Bills, where the Bills had like a top five DBI defense and they just whooped the Bills' ass. Yeah. Ran so you look at the Patriots last like five, six, seven games. The Patriots are on a seven game winning streak, which is automatically a reason to fade them in my mind. Um, they've beaten a Bills team in with that weather, the weather game. The Titans, who are who are now really undermanned, they beat the Falcons, the Browns, the Panthers. They did beat the Chargers. That was a dominant win. or But it ended up only being a three-point victory. I felt like it was more dominant in hindsight. No? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I'm surprised. I feel like they had that game in control. Yeah. They lost to a good Cowboys team. That was before the Cowboys kind of started sucking. They beat the Texans. They lost to the Bucks, but that game was kind of a Brady homecoming game. There was a lot of weird stuff. And then yeah. two losses, I don't understand, Saints and Dolphins. But that was kind of earlier in the year. So I don't know. I think we're going to learn a lot about the Patriots tomorrow too. See how good they actually. I was going to say because they they really haven't played the last competent offense they played were the Cowboys and they they got hung by thirty five by the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, although they held the Bucks to nineteen, but yeah, they just haven't. I mean, all these offenses. I mean, the Chargers hung twenty four on them. So yeah, if you if 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could see the Colts getting the 24-27, 24-28. Like, and if you look at the Colts, if you look at the – there's this concept on one of the my podcasts I was listening to. As you know, I listen to like maybe eight hours of sports gambling podcasts a week at this point. Um, there's a concept of fourth quarter win shares, right, where you take the win probability of a team in the fourth quarter and you kind of see how much of the, the game is is changed in the last – Six minutes, or last, sorry, in the last four minutes, the second four minutes, and the first four minutes of the fourth quarter. And if you look at the Indianapolis Colts when it comes to that stat, they're often winning the game through 45 minutes of football. Like, yeah. if, you, if you look at this thing, like, if you even look at their thing, they beat the Texans handily. The loss to the Bucks, they were winning that game until less than two minutes. You know, they beat the Bills, the Jags, the Jets. The loss to the Titans, that was an overtime. And the Colts... Could have easily won that game. Um, the the only game that doesn't make sense is the loss of the Ravens, Titans, and then they started they started the season really poorly, which a lot of people predicted that they would start the season poorly until Carson Wentz kind of figured out the offense and got going, which is exactly what happened. That was a Warren Sharp from the Ringo Gambling podcast. He actually did an entire thing about the Colts before the season started and said, "Watch, the Colts are going to start really bad, and then they're going to get really good in the second half of the season," which is what happened. So, I don't know. These are the reasons I'm picking the Colts. It could be wrong. That's why I'm not betting the house on it. But I'm going to do Colts minus two and a half, and I'm going to do the the over in this game for 80 probably. Here's the, the one. The counterpoint is that while Reich can maybe score, I think the over in some ways to me is a more better of a – I feel better about the over because I can yeah. see Reich scoring. But the other thing is like – doesn't Belichick kind of hate the Colts because of all the shit? Because first the Peyton Manning thing, and then you have the the Deflate Gate thing, and so yeah. like you know, I, don't know. I feel like Belichick's good at getting his dude, you know, like Belichick's like so that would be why I'd be. I mean, I'm not saying don't bet the Colts, but I could. I feel like in some ways I could see the over, um, because yeah, like the the last. I mean, the Titans ran all over them, and you know, I could see the Colts shoving the ball down the throat. So I don't know, the over seems to be a better bet to me. Right. right. I mean, but you know, you, you, you do. I don't know if I'm good at this. I, I feel like well, I'm going to put 80 20. Wait, what'd you say? That's why I'm going to put 80 on the over and just 20 on the, on the spread. I just like having a little taste on both. And just um, two on toast, right? Like George Costanza opposite, just do, do the opposite of me. I feel like I was wrong on everything last week. No, no, no. You were not. You were not. All right. The next game I want to talk about the, I'm going to, I'm trying to stick to the interesting games for the, the lead. Is that and this is going to be one of the games I'm betting on, the Titans at the Steelers. So I took this line already earlier in the week, and I'm going to take I'm going to take the Steelers even at the number I see right now. It was the, when I took it, it was plus two earlier in the week, and I took the money line. Um, but now you can get the Steelers even even value at minus one. And the reason why I'm I would I think the Steelers have a good chance at this is. There's a ridiculous trend of Mike Tomlin at home as an underdog. And this line opened with the Steelers as an underdog. Um, that, that seems to always come through. Like Mike, uh, Mike Tomlin is really good at covering the spread at home as a Steelers coach when they're the underdog. So that's one thing. Uh, I could kind of see this as ben, Ben's last stand in Pittsburgh. You know, these two teams, the, the Titans play really conservative football. They like to run the ball. The Steelers love to play run defense. Um, I could see this one easily going under, but I think if you're asking me to pick between the Titans and the Steelers in December with both teams with something to play for, 
I think I think I got to go with the Steelers, uh, which I don't know. You know, the, the Titans are getting healthier, though they don't have Derrick Henry. Um, and I, I don't know if A.J. Brown is back yet. I know Julio Jones is back, but A.J. Brown's going to be the big difference maker. What do you think about that game, Max? Uh, yeah, I don't want to cop out, but I honestly – I have no read. <laughs> I, I mean, everything I've seen from Ben just is like – I mean, I think I've said – like I've probably said more mean things about Ben Roethlisberger to you than any other quarterback – like this season, I just feel like I'll watch him for a quarter and be like, this guy should not be playing football. But then like he weirdly will all of a sudden, he clearly has these moments where it's there. But yeah, I, I just don't, I, I don't like not putting behind shaky QBs. Uh, that would be my concern. Although even if he is, if the Tom one covers at home. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I'm, that's my logic there. And that's why I'm going with the Steelers. Another game that I think is pretty interesting, and I just more want to talk about the Texans plus 10 at the Jaguars. These teams have nothing to play for, but I Wait, feel Texans like Texans are plus 10? Plus five, plus five. No, so I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that, that line to me was incredibly suspicious. I heard that in the Simmons podcast. I was like, yeah. don't you take the Texans? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah the Texans are going to lie over and die against a good team, but like, I don't know. I feel like they're frisky if against like shitty teams. Like, yeah, but this is my thing with the Jaguars. Urban Meyer got fired this week, and I think those players are going to play their hearts out to try to show that. Yeah, all Urban Meyer. I like that. I mean, it was the uh, the fact that talk about your bad beats that Urban Meyer stealing the first coach fire from Matt Nagy. <laughs> oh, talk about bad beats. <laughs> you know what? I think what happens to be the first coach fired, you not only have to be incompetent. But you also have to be somewhat of a shitty person, um, yeah. which Urban Meyer is – the stories that come out of Jacksonville, they seem to really not like Urban Meyer. Yeah, it was bad. The thing where Josh Lambeau is just stretching and Urban Meyer just kicks him and says, like, I can kick you because I want to. And then, like – and then, like, Josh Lambeau wasn't even going to say anything. But then, like, Urban Meyer was, like <laughs> – like, was just being a dick. He's like, all right, you know what? This fucker kicked me. Yeah. And like, no one's co- – the fact that, like, no one is coming to this guy's defense or going, hey, look, look, look. Everyone's just like, yeah, he's he's kind of a jerk. Yeah. He's just used to being like the big guy on campus and getting to bully everybody. He doesn't. He's not like college yeah. coaches, in my opinion, are the most are the most stuck up assholes because they literally. <laughs> the best joke I heard is like, Urban Meyer learned it's a lot harder to win when the other teams are paying their players too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like that. Well, did, yeah, he'll end up – well, I guess what – why did he stop coaching at Ohio State? I know one time he had the coach stop coaching because for health reasons. Wasn't there – I know he had a heart condition, but I, wasn't there a scandal? There was a scandal? Okay. Yeah, wasn't there – I mean, I'm going to look this up. There was someone in the Urban Meyer Ohio State scandal. He'll be back at a – he'll be back coaching college. Like, you, you know it. Like, everyone – they'll it'll go away. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be back. Oh, it was domestic abuse. There was some type of domestic abuse. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so weird. And then like, the funny thing is, like, I mean, I was when I was Simmons Pod, they were saying like they went for Urban. They were like, yeah. we want it. we want this guy. Yeah, it's just like he almost didn't even want the job, and then he just gets there, and it's like, you know, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's like it sounds like when like a dude, like a girl, is like pursuing a dude, and a dude's just like not strong enough to be like, look, I don't like you. So he's like, fine, I'll fucking your boyfriend but then they're like shitty like drunk all the time and shitty to her <laughs> like <laughs> the girls that's kind of what it sounds like it was like the jaguars in this case being like the clingy girlfriend and it's just like it seems like very strange yeah weird no, tough so tough. i don't know i'm not gonna bet on this game but i would take the jaguars just because i think they're more motivated 
at this point of the year, when when it comes down to who wins these kind of games, it has to be the more motivated team. So yeah, it sounds like there was a lot. I mean, that is good. Like, first, my initial instinct was like, why would you ever spot the Jaguars points? But yeah. the fact that yeah, like this Texans team is playing for a like they're to, they'd be they would. I, sounds like they would love the you know move up in the draft order uh, to get that two seed. And uh, yeah, they, they have nothing to play for. While the Jags sounds like they would love to stick it to Urban. Seems like a good bet. All right, my next over. You should. What's the over for Trevor Lawrence yards? I feel like he's going to be motivated to just put up yards or something like that. I actually looked that up. His passing yard over. I would look it up, but Bovada's been down since yesterday. So Bovada uh, has been down for forty-eight hours now, and I think oh. and they're saying, oh, it's because they're like some. They tried to upgrade their systems, and there was some outage. But I think they were getting crushed by people taking advantage of all these COVID injuries. So like. The, the one of the I didn't do this, and I wish I would have. But no, now I'm glad I didn't because they changed the games. Earlier in the week, when there were the um, like the Eagles uh, Redskins game, let me give an example to illustrate what I'm trying to get at. The Eagles Redskins game, football team. sorry, football team. Football team. I did so good earlier in the pod. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's okay. the Eagles football team line opened at like minus three and a half, and the first COVID things came out, and the line moved up to minus four and a half for the Eagles based on like the first two players on the COVID list. Some of the more like sharper podcasts I was listening to on Tuesday said, bet the Eagles now, because if there's two people with COVID on the Washington football team, there's a good chance there's more people with COVID on the Washington football team. Right. And, and th- that's going to explode. And that line's going to move even more. So at the worst, in your worst case scenario, you can take the football team and have a nice free middle play, free roll middle play, basically. Um, and if you would have done that with the, the Browns and the football team, that would have been a great move until now when they've moved the games. Yeah. So by moving the games, maybe you're not going to get it, you know? Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking it's funny if, like, Bovada, like, at the end of the season, if they do, like, a post, if they do a post-mortem, they go, should have invested more in di- infectious disease experts. <laughs> Bovada has, like, got a line to all these Omicron cases, and they're like, what, wait, what is the CDC guidance? What is this? They, like, have, like, like, they have them on call. They'll be like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, you know, let me just – yeah, because it's like that. Yeah, like, that is a really good point. Like, be like, if two people have it, 20 people have it. Right. One thing I learned also from like this is uh, there are certain people like Warren Sharp. So I, I pay for Sharp's picks. So I get them texted to me. Right. Yeah. Literally, if you don't put the pick in within a minute of Sharp releasing the pick, the book has moved the line. So it's not only me who gets the picks. The books get the picks from the, the good Sharp groups that, you know, and they move the line based on what they released. Right. So, and they don't move it in the other way. They're not like, well, we're, no, we know money's coming in this way. They like, they move it because they're like, oh shit, our algorithm could be wrong. You know what I mean? Right. And that's, that's interesting. So you really just need a bot that you need yeah. a bot that reads that text, a Twilio bot that reads that text. As soon as it gets it, just places the bet. Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. You can do it. You gotta show me how to do that. Cause I would love that. Yeah, well, it's sort of yes and no. Because um, now the only bot that I have it is DeepBot. Yeah, yeah, you can call it the DeepBot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the DeepBot. Yeah, so you basically have to set it up. I mean, well, we can talk about this later, but yeah, I, I almost can guarantee 100% it's possible, and it would be pretty cheap. It's probably, it would probably be much cheaper than what you're paying for the picks. Yeah, actually, it's not that bad because I found an old coupon code. So it was only like 200 bucks. so it paid for itself pretty quickly. But I mean, like, you can send, like, 
you can do like 5,000 texts for like $2 or something. Like it's a trivial oh. amount how much Twilio is. Yeah, it's going to be trivial. Maybe it's like, maybe it's two. Anyway, trust me. It, it, yeah, that would not be the, the cost thing. But yeah, you could definitely set it up. Set up a box. Um, yeah, let me just, uh, a quick aside, how I got a discount on this thing is he, I noticed in my inbox, he had released two previous discount codes and the codes were sharp 20 and sharp 40. So I just went in and I typed in sharp 60 <laughs> and it, there was a 60% off discount code that still worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine. Um, um, but yeah, you could definitely, I mean, you have to, actually the tricky thing would not be the receiving the text. It would actually be posting the bet to yeah. Nevada because they'd probably have, I'm sure they have some scraper bots or whatever. It depends on, I don't know, I'd have to, we'd have to, I'd have to debug. You'd have to be able to log in automatically and place the bet somehow. Um, yeah, you can, I mean, well, I won't give away my secret sauce, but I'd be surprised if, the, the, as long as they don't make you um, uh, capture, capture they, don't. Don't. they don't, yeah. If you just can post a bet, like you could probably bot it for sure. Nice. All right, let's keep going. There's two more games that, I, these are the games, I've already kind of decided the games I'm betting on this week. So the next one, is the Falcons nine and a half plus nine and a half at the Niners? I'm not sure about this game, but I, I am going to take the Falcons because that was my first instinct. Um, the Falcons to me have been done pretty good covering large spreads, and I don't think the Niners are that remarkably good of a team, though they did just beat the Bengals. Um, I don't know. Is there some Niners Falcons relationship? Like the Shanahan was the Niners offensive or the Falcons offensive coordinator or something? Yeah, like Shanahan that? Uh, coached uh, Matt Ryan for the Super Bowl. Mm, okay, so he might have you know, some insight. It might have some insight into how to beat Matt Ryan. So maybe this is my mistake because all the sharps, sharp podcasts I listened to were taking the Niners minus nine and a half. So I don't know. I just don't think of Niners as a good enough team to ever be laying nine and a half points against anyone. Um, yeah. Could be wrong. So I'm just. I mean, just looking at the DVOA, they're eighth. DVOA. Yeah, the Falcons, are, I think, are the worst team in the NFL by DVOA. Or yeah, like exactly. yeah, no, they move up to second worst. The, they're not, the lines are behind them now. But yeah, it's amazing how the Falcons are 31st in DVOA and in the wild card hunt. It's just, I mean, this is amazing that they're they're second in the in the NFC South. Their plus minus is 108. Minus 108. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, such a weird team, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I guess, I haven't really thought about it. Um, I mean, is Debo is he 100 percent yet? He's already yeah. I don't haven't heard anything. He's I mean, he doesn't have a little like a Q or a D next to his name in my fantasy on my fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, he's been great. I mean, they have. I mean, when they're healthy, man, they just have. They've got weapons. Yeah, like that is a team no one wants to play in the playoffs. Right, and yeah, that would suck. So I mean, <laughs> I forgot about that Bengals game. That Bengals game was such a fun gambling game to watch. Oh I yeah, got it. And I was like, "Oh my god, the the cover implications here." <laughs> I, mean, I had the, I definitely had, I had the Bengals. I still like the Bengals, and that leads me. I'm going to ride with the Bengals again. The Bengals are plus three at the Broncos, and all the sharps are saying take the Broncos. Again, they've been saying take the Broncos the whole week. The line's been moving. Um, I don't know why. I think the Bengals are a better team than the Broncos. Like, what am I missing here? Joe Burrow's a better quarterback than Teddy Two Gloves, and the Bengals' defense is good. And the Bengals have a good run game. Like, what am I missing that the Bengals are the underdogs? Yeah, I mean, they're basically equivalent of – I'm just looking. They're equivalent on 538, looking at weighted DVOA. 
They're, they are worse than DVOA. They're like eight points worse. It looks like I'm looking at this. They're not, uh, they don't, oh, the, what they have the, the Broncos is a top 12. They have the Broncos having a better offense than the Bengals. Does that seem like the Broncos do this dink and dunk crap and, you know, they run the ball effectively against shitty teams, but I bet on Broncos this year and I've never felt comfortable watching them play. I've never been like, all right, Denver's, you know, going to do really well. Um, Maybe this is just like me being butthurt by my losses betting on the Broncos. But when I watch these two teams, I just think the Bengals are a better team. And, you know, maybe that's just impression or something, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be a good game, yeah, I think. I, I, I feel the same way. I feel like they're – because it's just, man, when they – I don't know. But both these teams are weird. Like, because the Bengals have obviously looked really good at mm-hmm. times. But then they looked like dog shit. But then some of the Broncos. Both inconsistent. Yeah. I think the Broncos' stats are buoyed by a couple of big wins. Like, they really beat down the Jets. They beat down the Cowboys, which I think really helped their DVOA. And they beat down the Lions. And then they also somehow beat down the Chargers, which – I don't understand this team, man, but I don't know. Why are the Sharps defense? Why are the Sharps on the Broncos? I don't know. They're just all of them are. So I don't know, but I'm gonna stick with the Bengals. All right, Max, hold on. Let's take a five minute break, and then we'll come back and we'll make our our five hundred dollar picks. All right, we're back. Max, a question for you: for the fourth game for the five hundred dollar picks. If I had already bet $100 on a game this week, can I count that towards $500 picks? Depends on if you want money or not. It did. I mean, it was it was the Chiefs. Yeah, game. bet it. Include it, man. I mean, I feel like it's not unfair to do that, right? Juke the stats. And I won't even, like, I won't even give – I won't even add the parlay because I hit the parlay, too. I hit the Chiefs minus three, the over at 54, and I parlayed the two, Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll I'll only give us the I'll give us that fifty dollars for the Chiefs minus three and fifty on the Chiefs. Oh, man, you hit the over on that? I hit the over. What insane. a cover! What a well done! <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the over I hit in regulation. I was really excited about that, but the parlay I hit with that uh, with the um, Travis Kelsey touchdown. So then we're already up already on 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 five hundred dollar picks. So the other I'm gonna go straight up. This is gonna be a very simple week. 80 bucks on the over in the Colts Patriots, 20 on the Colts minus two and a half. A hundred on the Steelers. Forget minus one. I'll take the money line. I took it at plus two, but I'll take it at the money line. I took the Falcons plus nine and a half and the Bengals three plus three and a half. And if you don't want to count my Chiefs pick, the problem is I don't like any of these other games. Um, so I might even make it 150 on the Colts bet and 150 on the Steelers bet. Uh, split up, you know accordingly at the same ratios four to ten um all right do you i mean i feel like would you have a problem with any of those bets max i feel like you might not like the the Bengals pick or the falcons pick i mean specifically because the niners are pretty good by dvoa right are you you're taking the falcon side versus the niners yeah i'm taking nine and a half points with the falcons this could be my raiders bet all over again i mean yeah the, the, i mean the two that i have the most questions on are that and then the um I don't know the Bengals bet. You're right. Those are the two. I'm like, but I can't take the Bucks. I, I mean, I want to take the Bucks, but it's minus 11 against the Saints, and the Saints are without Sean Payton, who now tested positive for COVID twice. He had, uh, he's had the original and the Omicron now. Yeah. And I mean, their defense is still good, right? Yeah. Is it still a good defense? 
James? Yeah, I thought that was Mueller. It's just a lot to ask anyone to cover 11 points in a divisional matchup, in my opinion. Yeah. Though the Bucks are at home, and they've been dominating. The Bucks at home are awesome. <laughs> yeah. I know. We might, I might add some. I might sprinkle some on there, depending on how the, the Saturday night game goes, just to get the taste of that one. And then the Monday night, we should talk about the Monday night game, Max, because it's the Vikings minus six at your Bears. Uh, what do you what do you think? Well, I okay. Here's the thing: is the Vikings? You just they are like the Jameis Winston, where literally anything can happen with the Vikings yeah. against oh, any team. <clears throat> They're the team that one week could go into Jacksonville and lose by three touchdowns and get shut out, twenty-one nothing, and then the next week like walk into, you know, Tampa Bay and like win by two touchdowns. And you're like, what is going on? Like, (coughs) so, uh, yeah. And I don't know. The bears are weird. Like, I I mean, they're bad, but like they have moments where like, I mean that they kind of looked competent against the Packers there for a moment or two. And Justin Fields is not bad. (coughs) And they're at home. And I mean, do the bears have anything to play for at this point? No. Are they, they're not mathematically eliminated, though, are they? Well, I'd be mathematically eliminated, but <clears throat> I think we're spiritually eliminated. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> we are not mathematically eliminated. All right. Let's see. I'm looking at 538 right now. We're at less than 0.1% chance. Uh, oh, less a 0.3% chance. One in 300. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> Um, I, just, I like. Did I just coin that phrase? We're not mathematically eliminated, but we're spiritually eliminated. <laughs> that was good. That was a good turn of You know, I'm not gonna bet it, Max, but I'll ride. I mean, I might bet it if I'm having a winning week. I'll take the Bears in that game just to root against the Vikings because I hate rooting for the Vikings. Yeah, I, the Vikings are like just literally anything can happen. Like it's really, I, I just feel like you, the whole spectrum of outcomes. Like I'm gonna say right now, I'm gonna say like the Bears are not gonna win this game by three touchdowns, right? No. <laughs> Like, but well, I guess maybe they could. Like, the Vikings are weird. Like, yeah. a game where Kirk Cousins just doesn't hit like these wide open dudes. I mean, Kirk Cousins picks. could throw three interceptions in this game. Kirk Cousins can throw intercept three interceptions or three touchdowns in any game. That's the problem with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So, no, I I could see anything. I could literally see anything happening with this game. Maybe take the over on Kirk Cousins yards. I don't know. I got I to look at it what it is when I, when Bovada comes back open. All right. The remaining games, Panthers, Bills, minus 12. I mean, these lines are huge. Jets, Dolphins, minus 9.5. Cowboys, Giants. Cowboys are favored, minus 11. Um, actually, I might take the Giants in that one. 11 points in a Cowboys-Giants game is just not like – I don't know. Cowboys-Giants is a rivalry no matter what. The Giants get up to play the Cowboys. Um, I just – I mean – I think that game is going to hit the under for sure. Um, so if I had to bet it, I would take the, the Giants, but I'm not going to bet it. <clears throat> well, last week I had a don't take a shaky team with a huge spread, and that was a bad strategy. So take the shaky teams with that, you know, with huge spread. So, well, yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, the, the Raiders pick was a bad one for me. So we'll see. I mean, the Falcons could be that team this year, this week. But you know what? We're up one plus 160. Uh, anyway, let's get to You had some content stuff, right? No, I mean, I think we – let's save it for – mine was more like – All right. 
Uh, what else? Oh, this week I went to that Steph. I went to this. Is that this week the Steph Curry game at MSG where he yeah. broke the record? Yeah. That was, that was crazy. The first, basically for the first two minutes, every time the Warriors had the ball, the entire crowd stood up and started cheering. And then Steph broke the record. And then the game was actually kind of a boring game. It was a defensive battle. The Warriors won in the end. Um, Max, that Steph Curry MVP, that is just looking so golden right now. Yeah. Although I do feel like Katie's better from like what random things I've seen. But hey, if the Warriors go, they're number one in the West. And Steph's numbers are close to KD's. You kind of have to give it to Steph. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just think Steph's better than KD. I've watched them play against each other. KD's, KD's kind of his own guy. He doesn't make the whole team better, in my opinion. I mean, he does make the whole team better, but not in the same way Steph does. Steph, right. the attention Steph draws on defense and motion causes the entire floor to shift in a way that I don't think KD does. I think KD's more often guarded straight up. And – even when he passes, he doesn't move it. Though. He doesn't move the ball the way Steph does. Uh, so Steph would get my vote for MVP if, if I had one, which I don't, obviously. Uh, yeah, well, he obviously gets my vote, but that's because I always <laughs> have a financial incentive towards it. Well, you put your money where your mouth is with your vote, basically. I do feel like I'm the MVP whisperer, okay? Because mm-hmm. I had that, and then I was like, yo, we should do this. That bet I had, that Brady, Rogers, Mahomes. Mahomes, MVP. That was a good bet. It's looking, like, very tasty because Brady's now minus 150. So he's yeah. the favorite or something like that. And that would you would have gotten a plus 350 on Brady. Yeah, we'd have had a good yeah. plus yeah. CB up, you know, plus 75% on that basically. Yeah. But, Damn it. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a crazy week, Max. Uh I think that's everything. You got anything else? No, I think we can keep this one short. I mean, I just haven't been paying attention to the NBA. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I mean, we'll see. Christmas Day. Do you see uh I mean Clay's not coming back till January now? Uh, there's going to be, I'm, I'm, I think the NBA is worried about what it's NBA Christmas day slate's going to look like at this point. Well, I think they also got to be worried about COVID, right? Yeah. There's basically two huge COVID outbreaks and all those and three, I guess the NHL is also having a huge one now, right? Mm-hmm. So they either have to adjust their protocols or have their stars set out. Yeah. Well, Westbrook broke, uh, someone said, uh, so Westbrook was in COVID protocols like two days ago, and he tested out. And the funny quote is on Twitter is, Westbrook beat the charges because <laughs> like, he clearly is playing tonight. Um, all right, Max. Let's, let's wrap it up. Good job by you, buddy. Good job, baby. May the odds be ever in your favor. 